What's up and uh, welcome to Ask Father Josh, the podcast where I get to listen to your questions, pray with them and hopefully respond in such a way that is helpful for you and your walk toward becoming the saint that God our Father desires for you to become. Here's how the show goes. You hit me up with three to five questions per episode dealing with anything and everything from morality to spirituality, discipleship, catechesis, relationship advice, whatever it might be, recognizing that you know what? The reality is your life, my life, our life is really messy. And it's not always going to be that easy, fill-in-the-blank, go-to Christian answer to life's problems. And so the purpose of this show is for me to really sit with your questions, the messiness of your life, and accompany you toward Jesus. So that Jesus Christ himself can hopefully give us the wisdom that we need to respond to the present life situations we find ourselves in in a way that is in line with the will of God for us and our walk toward him. I want to encourage you and invite you to send me your questions and your critiques from today's show at askfatherjosh at ascensionpress.com. You can also rate us and review us on iTunes and this helps other people to find out about the show. If the show is potentially a gift for you, it could also be a gift for other people as well. On today's show, we're going to talk about a number of very different things, but all related in some way, shape, or form. One is about how do I help my children discern their state of life vocation, right? We don't want to ever, we don't ever want to come into a kid's life and tell them what their vocation is. That would be manipulating their vocation. And I, I would say even violating their vocation. So how do we help them to discern how God is calling them to get toward that end? The end being a saint. What's the means to that end for them? Also, what about my vocation? How do I discern my vocation in the present moment? Uh, that's another question, especially whenever I'm experiencing a lot of difficulties in my life right now. And finally, back to the parents. Christmas is right around the corner. Advent is coming to an end. And so what's a good gift to give my kids, especially if my kids are really devout and they're trying to grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ and his church? So those are the topics for today's show. But before we get jumping into those topics, I would love to share with you a glory story. So my glory story this week is about my team. God has straight up blessed me. I'm way up. I'm so blessed. Hey, I'm way up. I'm still blessed. I'm blessed with this team of people here at Our Lady of the Holy Rosary Catholic Church. I have the best team. I prayed before I came here. I was praying for God to, to just send me people to collaborate with, to be coworkers in the vineyard. And I'm so grateful because he's given me people on my team to work with who have so many gifts that I don't have. And they're just so good. And so I got to spend the entire day with him Friday. And so we had a celebration of the mass first thing in the morning. Then we went to our cafe. Our cafe is open. So we had some coffee and we hung out there for a little bit. And then after that, we went to Baton Rouge to the Missionaries of Charity Soup Kitchen with Mother Teresa's nuns. And it was just so much fun to get to serve the poor with my team. I was able to meet some really cool individuals who were at the soup kitchen who currently find themselves to be homeless, but sharing hearts with them, praying with them. I, I learned so much. I heard one cool story from this guy named Demetrius who came up to me and he just wanted to share a glory story with me, which I thought was really cool since I share glory stories with you every, every week. But his glory story was about the, the sisters, the nuns. And he told me that one day he was outside under the interstate and there's some guys who were about to beat him up and, and he was really scared. And all of a sudden the nuns, Mother Teresa's sisters began to walk toward him and they began to speak to people about Jesus as they were handing out food. And 
And as they would speak about Jesus, he said it was as if an angel came and just magnified their voices to where everyone heard their voices and people didn't want to do anything bad in front of the nuns in the streets. The people had respect for the nuns. And so these people that were, I guess, attempting to to cause him harm ended up leaving because of the presence of the sisters in their proclamation of the gospel. So I thought that was absolutely amazing how the Lord Jesus Christ used his brides to to protect his people. Um, both the guy um, who could have been harmed, but also the people who could have been committing a sin by harming him potentially. And so after we spent some time with them at the soup kitchen, we left there, went to another convent in my diocese and spent some time just praying and, and, uh, and calming our hearts down before the presence of the Lord. Then we grabbed lunch. After lunch, we went to Lafayette and we did the escape room, which was a lot of fun. We broke them in two teams my team won. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying a fact, just stating facts. And then after that, we went to a Lauren Daigle concert. So, yo, my glory story is I'm just grateful. I'm grateful, grateful, grateful for the, the team God has given me at my parish. These people are rocking it. And I, uh, I'm honored to be able to serve with them. So that's my glory story for this week. All right, before we get jumping into today's topics, I have one follow-up from Liam. Liam writes this. Great podcast as always. The analogies you use really do break down and make it easier to understand Catholic teachings. Praise God. Your advice always sounds prayerful and sympathetically presented too. In regards to your last podcast where you talked about how to receive Holy Communion, I was always taught to receive on the hand. But I realized that I must receive on the tongue when I was at Mass on a beach near Lourdes. Of course, I had sand on my hands and I finally realized that if my hands are too dirty, uh, then what are they like on a Sunday at my local church, especially after touching benches or exchanging the sign of peace with everybody around? As I have matured my faith, I started to kneel to receive communion. But as you mentioned, my parish priest did not understand why I wanted to kneel. After explaining to him that I want to show reverence to Jesus uh, present before me in the Blessed Sacrament, he finally realized why I was kneeling. So please keep up the good work, Father. All the best. Dua bendith, du bendith, which is Welsh for God bless. All right, well, du bendith to you too, Liam. Du bendith to you. <laughs> All right, on to our show. First question comes in from Brandy. Ah, oh, man, y'all remember Brandy from the old sitcom Mo to the A, E to the A, Moish, wait, Sha to the, yeah, Moisha. Do 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 That was a good man, that was like a good show back in the day. Moesha, Family Matters, Full House, Step by Step, Day by Day by Day. Those were some good shows. Oh man, what happened? What happened to TV now? You got us reality TV stuff. Oh, oh, the good days, the good days, the nineties. The 90s were a really good season. 90s had some of the greatest music. I mean, speaking of Brandy, she not only was an actress on Moesha, but she had a, uh, a bunch of songs out back in the day. Uh, she had, Have you ever loved somebody so much you cry? Yeah, I, I, actually, you know what, Brandy, I have. I've, I love Jesus so much, I cry at times. I do cry. Sometimes I'm in the chapel and I start crying. But I'm also getting at that age where I could watch like a commercial and the commercial could be something simple and all of a sudden I get kind of teary eyed. I don't know what's going on with me. Uh, I'm in my 30s now. So maybe that's what happens when a guy gets in his 30s. He gets all emotional at random commercials about 
random things. So onto your question, Brandy. It's about Christmas presents. Thank you for your podcast. I look forward to the notification each week that a new podcast is on my app. Ah, that is so cool to hear. Praise God. Here's my question. With Christmas fast approaching, do you have any gift suggestions for a 15-year-old boy seeking to grow in his faith? My son has a very strong faith and a special relationship, special friendship with Jesus. And I want to do all I can to help him on his journey toward becoming a saint. Amen, mother. That's right. You go ahead, Brandy. No need to suggest your newest book, which is called Broken and Blessed, an invitation to my generation, by the way. Uh, I'm already planning to purchase it for my son and daughter. Praise God. Hope they enjoy it. I look forward to your suggestions, and I'm praying for you with Brandy. Thank you so much. I pray for you today, and I'm super grateful for your prayers for me. I'm always in need of prayers. I am constantly being purified by our Lord Jesus Christ, and I have a lot of room to grow in my walk toward becoming a saint, but hopefully I can keep going on in that direction. About what kind of gifts... You know, I spent some time praying, and I'm just going to share with you what came to me. So I think a few good gifts that you could give him would be the following. Number one, I think a great gift would be family prayer. I don't know if you guys pray together as a family already, but really making family prayer something consistent and intentional you do as a family to continue to show him your relationship. like the, the greatest thing that we could do is be a witness for other people and become a bridge for them in their walk with Jesus. And so he already has a deep friendship with Jesus. I think it'd be good to foster that community. Um, also, maybe setting up a prayer space in your home to witness to your family, like, hey, yo, this is where I spend my time praying with God. And that could also encourage him to take his friendship with Jesus to the next level. A few podcasts ago, I also spoke about one of my buddies, Dr. Tom Neal and his wife, Patty, who do screen-free Sundays, where they have no cell phones, TVs, computer monitors, iPads, iPods, none of that stuff available on Sundays. And so as a family, they're able to give each other FaceTime. I think time together with your family is something that you probably are already doing, but that we could always do more. And so I would encourage you to do screen-free Sundays or Mondays or whatever day you're most likely going to be able to spend with each person in your family. And finally, another gift that I think would be very special to him is if you, along with uh, other members of your family, wrote him a letter, like individual letters, just expressing to him how much you love him and how proud you are of him and how you recognize his special friendship with Jesus and how his friendship with Jesus is impacting your life. There is something really powerful about letters. I really enjoy letters. I've always liked to read letters. I save them if they're good. Um, <laughs> some people don't write letters too good. But if you can write a good letter, I'll save them. And I'll go back to them. <laughs> now people are going to listen, thinking to themselves, will he save my letter? <laughs> Only in heaven will you know. Only in heaven. <laughs> All right. So uh, I think that, Writing letters would be something very beautiful that you could do for him as well. And again, those aren't material things, but those are things that I think would be um, awesome gifts for him in the long run in his walk and relationship with Jesus Christ. All right. What do y'all think? Do you have any additional advice for Brandy? If so, let me know and hit me up at askfatherjosh at ascensionpress.com. All right. Our next question comes from Victoria. Victoria. Victoria writes this, finding meaning in life. Firstly, I would like to say how much I enjoy your podcast. You explain things in a way I can understand, and I have much 
a much better knowledge of many issues now thanks to you. Victoria, thank you so much for sharing that. That means more to me than you could ever know. I mean, I really, you know, I don't I, I don't know the fruit of of the the work I try to do well for Jesus. And I'm again, I'm so imperfect that I don't do everything well, but the fact that it's being beneficial to you and your walk with him and you're letting me know that, ah, thank you so much. Back to your question. I mean, the process of converting from Anglicanism to Catholicism, and I feel much clearer on the church's teaching now on lots of topics because of your podcast. Thank you so much. I'm 25 years old, and I'm disabled by several conditions, including a connective tissue disorder. It's called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. I'm probably butchering that name, um, but also ME. The ME causes me awful fatigue, and the EDS causes me a lot of pain, and my joints move out of place. Ooh, man, you're going through it. The cross is real. I'm able to walk a little using my leg braces, AFOs, and crutches, but I'm starting to rely more on a wheelchair, and I cannot work because of my condition. It affects my mood, and I struggle a lot with depression. I often feel very useless and need assistance from others to complete daily tasks. My question is, how can I discern what God wants from me and what he wants me to do with my life? How can I figure out what I'm meant for when I feel like I have nothing to offer? God bless you, Victoria. Victoria, you are so special. You are a necessary member of the body of Christ. You are a necessary member of the body. And St. Paul writes about the different members of the body in his letter to the Corinthians. And in that letter to the church of Corinthians, he, or of Corinth, he talks specifically about how God places us in the specific place in the body. Like he arranges the organs where he wants us to be. And so if this is where you find yourself right now, then I want to encourage you to enter into this season of your life right there where you're at with all the suffering you're going through with Jesus Christ on the cross. Make up for what's lacking, my sister, in the body of Christ. Make up for what's lacking. You have a very special and necessary role to play in the church's sanctification and specifically in my sanctification. A number of years ago, there was a woman who tried to join Mother Teresa's community, the Missionaries of Charity in Calcutta. And when she tried to join the community, she just couldn't because physically she had a lot of a lot of illnesses, a lot of pain, a lot of suffering and disabilities that did not allow her to join the community because the work that Mother Teresa's nuns did and do is very difficult. It is extremely hard. I tried to work with them in Calcutta many years ago and I couldn't even hang. And when I went there, I was like super active. I was working out every day. I was doing CrossFit and not CrossFit. I did CrossFit later. I was doing, oh, P90X. Remember that Shanti and all that? <laughs> sweating every day and I go to Calcutta and those sisters were outworking me I felt so inadequate which is good because I am inadequate right we are all inadequate and God gives us the grace to be the saints we're called to be in the midst of our inadequacies long story short though one day there was a woman who reached out to Mother Teresa and she wanted to join the order and she couldn't and so she felt very depressed and she was down and mother prayed and mother called her and said, hey, look, you are called to be a part of our community, but in a different way than you might think. She said, I want to invite you to stay at home in America, which is where the woman was from, and I want to invite you to offer up and unite your pain and suffering to Jesus Christ crucified, and specifically offered up for our community and the difficult work that God has invited us to do for the salvation of souls. Mother T says that, whenever this woman began to actively unite her pain and suffering with Jesus Christ on the cross for them, 
that that is whenever she began to watch supernatural fruit happen in her community and in the people that they were able to serve in Calcutta and now all over the world. And she credited much of that to this woman being faithful to prayer, being faithful to prayer with Jesus on the cross. I had a similar experience of this. When I was a deacon at St. Patrick's Church, I had a guy come to me one day and, and he was down and out and he had a lot of disabilities and a lot of illnesses that would not allow him and that did prevent him from being able to go to seminary because of the amount of pain and suffering he was going through. And after we prayed together and I shared him this story about Mother Teresa and this woman, I invited him to offer up his suffering for me. I certainly prayed for him for supernatural healing, but I said, if you don't get physically healed right now, then maybe right now in the present moment, you can offer up your pain and suffering. And so he began to do that. And not only did he find purpose in life, but I found so much fruit in my vocation. And a lot of that fruit, I credit to him and his prayers for me. So what I'm, why am I saying this, Victoria? Well, certainly God's ultimate plan for your life is for you to become a saint. It's for you to dwell with him in the kingdom of heaven for all eternity. But the means, the present moment vocation that God might be inviting you to discern is suffering well. Suffering well for me. I need your prayers, Victoria. Like I need you. You are a necessary member that I need. I need more people like you in my life who can pray for me and who can fast for me and who can offer up their pain and suffering for me because I'm just an imperfect broken priest who's trying to make it. He's trying to make it. And I really do believe that just like I began to experience supernatural fruit in my ministry, when that man began to suffer for me, I believe that I can experience deeper intimacy with Jesus if you unite your prayers with his on the cross for me. And so I think you have a lot to offer. I think, my sister, you have so much to offer. You have so much to offer the kingdom. So much when you listen to this podcast and you hear me respond to people's questions, I want to invite you and encourage you to begin to intercede for them, to pray for them. Your prayers are powerful. You are a necessary member of the body of Jesus Christ. And if it is good for your sanctification, my sister, I'm here to tell you, you're going to experience a supernatural healing. But if it is not good for your sanctification, for you to become a saint, you will not. If it is good for you to become a saint, God will give it to you. But always remember that physical healing is not the greatest healing. Because physical healing comes and goes. Even if you get physically healed today, when you're 80, you might be, you know, falling back into a lot of aches and pains all over again. The greatest healing is your relationship with Jesus. And if you can allow this thorn in your side to draw you to spend more time with Jesus, then there's nothing greater. So, with that being said, I'm going to pray for you right now for physical healing, though. And if you experience physical healing, praise God. Uh, but... Remember, the greatest healing is your relationship with Jesus. And if you aren't physically healed right now, then I want to encourage you to carry your cross. Pick up your cross and follow Jesus for your sanctification, for my sanctification, for the sanctification of all of our listeners on Ask Father Josh, and most importantly, for the glory of God the Father. Let's pray right now. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, oh, we just speak blessings over Victoria, your beloved daughter. We speak blessings over her. Ah, oh, you've, you've called her and you've created her for such great things, Lord, such great works for the kingdom of God. And we just give you praise for the ways in which you have used her and will use her in her walk and in our walk toward eternity. 
Jesus, 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 Heavenly Father, in your name and through your power, I ask that you heal Victoria of her pain and of her suffering, of all that she is going through in this season of her life, M-E and E-D-S, all that she is going through, I ask that you heal her, Jesus, heal her, Jesus, heal her, Jesus, renew her mind, body, and soul, fill her with your spirit, now and always give her the gifts that she needs in her walk toward eternity to be a saint and lord we entrust her healing to you however you see best to heal her you know what she needs to be a saint and so lord we entrust her healing whatever that's going to look like in your divine providence to you lord to you lord thy will be done thy will be done thy will be done amen all right what do y'all think? Uh, do you have any additional advice for Victoria? Write me at askfatherjosh at ascensionpress.com and let me know. All right, we're going to take a, a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to dive into our final question. And if you're looking for a way to learn more about your Catholic faith, I invite you to check out the Ascension Presents YouTube channel. You're going to find tons of free videos featuring Catholic presenters like Matt Frad, Leah Darrow, Jackie Bobby Angel, and Emily Wilson. Go to youtube.com slash Ascension Presents. That's youtube.com slash Ascension Presents. And if you like what you see, please share and subscribe. And we're back. Just a quick reminder, you can send your questions to me at askfatherjosh at ascensionpress.com. If you're feeling fancy, record that voice note, send it to me as well. We can play it on the show. And also, please don't forget, rate and review us on iTunes to help other people find out about the show. All right, final question is about discernment. Discernment comes in from a listener by the name of Christy. My bad, Christy. I forgot to put your name on my bank. Christy, but God don't forget your name. God knows your name and he speaks your name all the time. So Christy writes this. I absolutely love your podcast. I loved hearing about the adventures of Father Josh and Father Reuben, especially since Father Reuben is my priest. <laughs> That's my boy. Well, he, let me tell you this much. He loves your parish. He absolutely loves being pastor of your community. He talks about y'all all the time. So y'all are definitely blessed to have him, but he's blessed to have you as well. All right. So you said, I recently read your book, Broken and Blessed. Um, I have been in spiritual advisement for many years, and I still took so much away from your book to help me on my walk toward God. Thank you. Your book was truly a blessing for me. Praise God. That is, again, a gift that I do not deserve to hear. But if the Lord was able to use me to do something good for you, then I praise Jesus Christ now and forever. All right. So Christy says this. I have a 16-year-old son. 16. Because when you're 16 and somebody, oh, is it 15? I don't even know. Who knows? I have a 16-year-old son who has told me on more than one occasion he feels as though God is calling him to become a priest. He has even had dreams about it. That's, that's awesome. I've had many people tell me that they think he has a calling as well, but I'm very reluctant to tell him this as I do not want my son to feel pressured or even worse, step on God's toes in my son's discernment. My son is very unsure of himself when it comes to defending our faith, and I find that he becomes very discouraged at times because of this. As a mother, how can I foster the vocation of the priesthood without my son feeling pressured? Pressured. All right. So great question, Christy. And I'm so grateful you're asking this question. I mean, first of all, pray for him. The best thing you can do as a mother is 
pray for your son and trust him to the sacred heart of Jesus, the immaculate heart of Mary and trust his vocation to our lady and she'll take care of him. Um, the fact that he has told you though, that he has had dreams about becoming a priest and he's thought about this, um, then I would certainly encourage him to go to a come and see at the seminary. St. Joseph's Seminary College has come and sees. Other seminary colleges around the nation have come and sees where you literally just go to the seminary for a couple of days. There's no strings attached. And you go and you see what it's like to be a seminarian. And so by going to the seminary, you're not saying I'm going to be a priest. You're saying I'm going to go place myself in a posture that is most conducive to be able to discern if I'm called to be a priest. And likewise, if after he goes to the come and see, he feels called to apply to seminary, Again, he's not making any commitments anytime soon. He has a whole six to eight years to find out if God is indeed calling him to be a priest, and he won't have to know until the day of his ordination. So I certainly would encourage you to invite him to go on a come and see at a local seminary in your area. Um, again, if he continues to bring this up, I would encourage you to uh, bring in your pastor, Father Reuben, and, and invite him to walk with your son. Right to accompany your son or to refer your son to another priest um, who can be a spiritual director to your son, who can guide him in the, in the spiritual life and help him to fall deeper in love with Jesus, to fall in love with Jesus, to pray well. Uh, definitely spiritual direction is a gift because it helps us to really get a solid prayer life. And that's the only thing that will sustain a vocation is his personal prayer life. From what I've heard, Eucharistic adoration is the number one um, reason why most guys go to seminary today. That's why I went. And so if, if he's not already participating in Eucharistic adoration, I would highly encourage him to participate in Eucharistic adoration, a monthly confession, uh, certainly Sunday mass, but on top of that daily mass, the rosary is very helpful. And praying as a family would be a great gift. Uh, I, I would shy away from telling him, him something like this. I think you're called to be a priest. Uh, I would keep it more to the lines of, I think you have the qualities that would make a good priest. And so does a number of people in our community. But I also think you have the qualities to be a good husband and father as well. And bottom line is, I just want you to be a saint. And so I want you to feel freedom, son. If you want to be a priest, I'm going to support you. If you want to be married and be a husband and a father in that capacity, I support you. Whatever it is that that you think God is calling you to do to get to the end, which is Jesus Christ for all eternity in the kingdom of heaven, I want to rock with you. I want to rock with you that way. Um, so that's my advice to you, mom, and I hope it's helpful. And if it's not, my bad. <laughs> all right, so... That brings us to the end of today's show. Regardless of your circumstances, here are some things I think everyone could take away from today's questions. Universal point about discernment for our child is that we don't ever want to violate somebody's vocation and tell them what they're called to do, but we certainly want to encourage them and invite them to to pray well. Because the more they pray and spend time with Jesus, the more they're going to open themselves up to hear Jesus Christ speak to them. With regards to present life vocation, we all have a present life vocation, every single one of us. Not everyone is called to a state of life vocation, but everyone has a present life vocation. And so discern what is my present way of growing in intimacy with Jesus. And it might be like Victoria. It might be by suffering well for the kingdom of God. And finally, when it comes to finding good presence for our loved ones, universal point is sometimes the best presence are time, our words of encouragement, um, are just being with the family members themselves and being very intentional in those relationships because those things um, are things we will remember forever. I can't tell you what my parents got me whenever I was five years old or eight years old or nine years old for Christmas, but I can tell you I remember some of the times that we spent together. And so that is priceless. Let's pray. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.
All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. All right, y'all. God bless. I can't wait to walk with you next week. And uh, I love you. If you haven't heard that word today, I love you. God bless. Bye.